Welcome to Coffee with Kelly. In this episode, we will talk with our very own Kelly Moore, Crisis Go's school safety analyst, and get a deeper understanding of his background and expertise. Hi, my name is Ethan Woodman, and I'm your co-host and the product marketing specialist here at Crisis Go. So let me start off by saying that I am so excited that we are starting this podcast. I've only known Kelly for a couple months and I've already really enjoyed some of our conversations and I know a lot of people, especially in the K-12 environment, that can really benefit from your experience and expertise. And that's really the basis for this podcast, right? So that we can help educate others and equip others to ensure that safety is top of mind. That way they benefit and the students benefit and our children and future generations will benefit as well. So with that, Kelly... Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm a retired law enforcement, 34 years, but foremost, I'm also a parent, a grandfather, and um, father to two very large dogs and one medium-sized dog. So let me explain my experience in law enforcement and so forth and why I'm here. First, 34 years of law enforcement. The vast majority of that law enforcement was spent in specialized investigations and specialized law enforcement, including gangs, narcotics, crimes against children, crimes against um, persons. The last 10 plus years of my service to our community was primarily in the emergency response management and crisis management for large-scale incidences. Some of those included fires, floods, earthquakes, and unfortunately, two of those incidents were active shooters. The second response to an active shooter that I was involved in, I was the incident commander for that. I learned a lot of lessons and how different agencies work together. I use those lessons to help me understand emergency management much better. And after my retirement, I went to work for a school district with about 20 schools. And those schools all had different plans. So what I first started doing was assessing what they needed. And I worked as their safety coordinator for two years where I helped them standardize their plans, help them get the good foundation of emergency protective orders, help them with their emergency protective actions, actions like lockdown, secure, evacuate, shelter, and hold, those types of things so that they're all standardized. And then uh, a couple years ago, I through some conversations with Crisis Go, I became their school safety analyst, where I help other school districts throughout the nation on standardizing their plans, at answering any emergency questions they have, kind of help with philosophical issues that they might be having as to who's responsible for what and so forth. So you have, you have a little bit of experience. I do. <laughs> Lots, lots to unpack there for sure. So Kelly, what, 
makes you so passionate about school safety? So this was a indirect aha moment for me when I started working for the school districts. After 34 years of law enforcement and being what I thought was proactive in the safety of our communities as a whole, based upon my specialized law enforcement experience and incident management experience, I, I came to quickly realize that what I was doing was probably the most proactive thing that I have ever done for our, the safety of our communities. One of the first things that I recognized when I worked for the school district was that how much schools are the center of our micro communities, our neighborhoods, the businesses around the schools, the people who live around the schools, how much they are tied to everything that happens in that little micro community. And when I was working to keep our children safe, which was my primary goal and job function, I realized when I was making our students and teachers safe, I was really having a bigger impact on the community at large. And when you talk about a school district, uh, the size of my school district, which was 20 schools, then you're talking about a significant portion of the community overall. And if I could help that community by making my school safer, it was really one of the most proactive and rewarding things I had done, anything related to uh, community and public safety. So why would anyone want to learn from you? What makes Kelly worth listening to? Good question, right? Because I have a very unique experience in working with the schools from an emergency response and management perspective. One of the things that we all have to understand is emergency management is really not as complicated as people tend to make it out to be. What I mean by that is it's a series of problems that need to be solved. So if we're good at solving problems and we're good at reacting to what's in front of us and pivoting to another direction, if there's an obstacle or some danger thrown in front of us, then we can go a long way in making our schools safer. And really my experience allows us to have that discussion because what works for Kelly is not necessarily going to work for everybody. And we see this throughout the nation is there's the first question to almost every expert in school safety is what are best practices? The schools like to have a single answer to every question. And the fact of the matter is, is there's really no standard that has been set for what is best practices. We can look at past events and we can look at what the potential is for the next event. But we really have to look at every event from the our perspective. Even within our school individual school districts, we have to look at the differences in the demographics of that school the geographical areas, 
how weather patterns hit that school. And we have to make those decisions. So when I look at, you know, developing checklists and so forth, that's great, but that's not really causing us to really be any safer. So we have to look at what is the intent? What is the expectation? What are my roles and responsibilities? What if I'm thrown into a role that I I don't really understand or I'm not assigned to, but now for fate, I'm the only person there that can do that. So looking at why you want to learn from me and what you want to learn from me are the ability to really look at problems in emergency response and management, regardless of the type of event, in how we respond to that and how we solve those problems. Because like I said, emergency management and response is really problem solving. Now, here's the trick to the whole thing. We have to become good critical thinkers. We have to become good at problem solving because during an emergency, the diversity of those problems, the volume of those problems, and how rapidly those problems come to us is huge. So if we can tackle those problems and we can really give you information and give you the education of the expectations of not only your policies, mandates, but your community, the community as a whole, and even nationally, because if you have any incident of significance, it's going to be scrutinized nationally. So what are those expectations? How do we do the best we can? Because contrary to popular belief, there is really no way we can guarantee 100% safety at any school. So we have to not only prepare for the future potential, but we also have to look at what if something goes wrong? If we can't prevent it, how do we mitigate it? If we can't mitigate it, how do we respond, stabilize, and then recover from that? Mm-hmm. Now, Kelly, you you keep referring to to we. Who's we in this in these situations? Everybody, right? So when when we're talking about shared responsibility, one of the biggest things is that I discovered is there's this contradictory mandate out there or edict out there that school safety is our number one priority, but their actions are incongruent with their statements. Because we look at the amount of money that's being spent in some of the schools, and they're nowhere near proportionate to the level of school safety being your number one priority, right? But that's also with responsibilities and roles, the individual person. And we'll talk more about this uh, in our blogs and uh, future episodes. But the roles and responsibilities, if you understand those, then you understand the need for shared responsibility for the safety of our students and our communities, right? We are no longer in a position where we can say, well, that's not my job because it is your job. It's everybody's job. And even if you're, you see a security issue, you have a duty to do something, not just say something to somebody. You have a duty to do something because seconds matter now. We've seen this time and time again. So 
uh, it's a shared responsibility for everybody. But we have to really understand what that shared responsibility is, what the expectations are, and what you can do to exercise that responsibility. Tell you what, I'm really excited for these future conversations. <laughs> well, I hope so. I, I, I think if we look at it from a foundational perspective, and we're going to start, or, uh, you know, we're going to start at a fairly basic level. We're going to start looking at what our roles and responsibilities, who does what, what are their expectations, what's the processes, what are the processes, I should say, that are involved with school safety, what are those relationships, and so forth. So we're going to start working through that because there's so much we can do without spending a single dime. Time and effort is a lot of what we can do. Sure, it's nice to have lots of security systems, but like I tell people, I can make your school look like a prison, but we all know that prisons have every crime that's out in the public, outside of the prison walls, is occurring inside the prisons. So what does that tell us? They have the most sophisticated security systems that most of us can think of, right? So where's the failure point? You can ask yourself that question, right? Where's the failure point? You're likely going to say every time that we have a failure in our security and safety systems, it's because somebody did something to the contrary of that system. It's not always it's not always like a, a malicious intent or yep. anything of like yep. that. It's just a simple fact of not understanding a particular role. Right. Or thinking that it's somebody else's job. Right. You know, I, I, I like to use this, right? Um when I was raising my kids, both of whom are adults now, there was a piece of paper on the floor. I used to see how long it would take for somebody to pick that up. It's not their job. We never designated whose responsibility it was. But the fact of the matter is, it's, it's all of our responsibility to pick up that piece of paper, throw it in the trash, or it's going to sit there, right? So I, I, I look forward to these conversations. They're going to be fantastic, I think. I think if, especially if we can get people involved with asking questions for and designating topics of interest for future podcasts and where we're going with this, I think it's going to be an absolutely fantastic series for us. And we're going to bring in guests from outside, some of my uh, friends from my law enforcement experience. We're going to bring in some people who have some expertise. And if we understand where that interest lies with our listening public, then we can we can make that more interesting and more applicable to our listeners. Yeah, it'd be it'd be great to have, you know, some of your previous colleagues that can come in with some some real life, you know, stories and scenarios and kind of bring that that real life aspect to it. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I, I, and they have they bring a different perspective, right? So that'll be that'll be interesting. I'll likely bring in some of my school colleagues as well. So Kelly, how are these podcasts going to be structured? The podcasts are part of an overall program that we're uh, putting out to the, our customers, our 
future customers and the community as a whole. It's really based on the foundation of educating our schools and communities and their stakeholders on school safety. So the way that we're structuring this program is really kind of holistic for the most part. The discussions are going to include everything that we can think of, things that come up in in the news at any given time. But the structure itself of the program is we're going to pick a theme each month. We're going to produce a blog each week that will be published and available on our websites. And then we're also going to have two podcasts a month that are related to that theme and the blogs to further expand on the blogs and maybe answer questions that people might have. So if you have questions about something, uh, please read our blogs, ask questions, make suggestions as to what you want to see moving forward. But the structure really is we're going to start building from a very foundational level. And as we build, things are going to get a little bit more complicated and we're going to try to give you the tools necessary to build your emergency management preparedness and response skills, and most importantly, competency. Because we can show you what it is, we could talk about it, but until you actually develop a competency level, it's almost no use to you during an emergency. And we're really looking for response at a competency level that's acceptable to our laws, our mandates, our policies, and our expectations of the community. So as we move forward, that's the the goal of this program. This podcast may be the shortest, who knows, uh, compared to the ones we have planned. But we want to give an introduction of, of course, who Kelly is, uh, what Crisis Go is, and what the goal of us creating this podcast is. We think this podcast will be a great resource for those looking to improve safety response in their district and help make sure safety is a number one priority. We would like to thank you for spending your valuable time with us, and please make sure you bookmark our channel and see all our new podcasts, which are scheduled to release every two weeks. Until then, we encourage you to all be prepared and keep safety at the forefront. If you have any questions about today's podcast, please feel free to visit our website's resources page to ask any questions or to recommend a topic for future podcasts.